Good evening, listeners. This is episode 25 of Nurmer Nurmer. Happy birthday, Tracy Ellis Ross, yesterday. Happy Halloween tomorrow. Happy voting day or unhappy voting day next week before we have another episode. Yeah, you know the deal. It's a big wide world. We got police brutality. We got a pandemic, all that stuff. And in the meantime, me and Alexis are talking about Neo, the gathering of the Juggalos, Tracy Ellis Ross, Diana Ross, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, etc. Really shooting the shit on this episode. Check out the Narmer Narmer Instagram for some links and some weird photo collages. Hit us up there if you have any questions or comments or concerns or anything you so desire would like to tell us. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. I've been giving it a lot of thought. And in episode two, we talked about songs that contain the word chicken. Which, by the way, was 23 episodes ago, which is half a year ago. Six months ago. Wow. Can you believe? Oh, that's... That's, Isn't know, that honestly bonkers? That's bonkers. That's crazy. Okay. So, in the past 23 episodes, I've been thinking about other songs that contain chicken. Because that was an ignorant thing of us to say that songs don't talk about chicken. And I hope someone cancels us for it. Agreed. Ludacris has an album about chicken. Well, it's not about chicken. But the chicken's in the title. Right. Episode 2 is about Drops of Jupiter and Pat Monahan just randomly... Talks about deep fried chicken. But uh, 2 Chains has an album about hot wings, which I feel like is pretty similar. Similar realm. We have Chicken Hunting by ICP, <laughs> which isn't about fried chicken, but it's about chickens. We were saying chickens, right? Or I've never listened to that episode, so I don't know. Also, Cabin in the Sky, which has been performed by Rosemary Clooney and Ella Fitzgerald and Ethel Waters, has a line about eating fried chicken every day. Jimmy Buffett has a song called Life is Just a Tire Swing that has a so we were just lyric about chicken. Obviously. Hot Chip has a song called White Wine and Fried Chicken. We were wrong. We were very wrong. Coming up soon, there's a lot of information about Fago appearing in song lyrics that I've been looking into. I don't want to get into all that right now, but thanks to Lil Plump, not to be confused with Lil Pump or Lil Peep, thanks to Lil Plump, I learned that smoking the chicken means inhaling crack so thank you (laughs) oh did he define it in a song or did (laughs) i had to look it up i like the idea of a song being like he's like rapping and then he says well this actually means this actually means (laughs) to inhale crack cocaine there you have it people we were wrong wrong very wrong tons of songs about chicken Where do you think Drops of Jupiter lies in that list? Great question. So, Drops of Jupiter, I don't think is about crack. (laughs) Okay. I think it's most similar to the uh, Hot Chip song, White Wine and Fried Chicken. Okay. Not that the songs are actually alike, but that the lyrics contain a similar... Also, that's not even touching any of the songs that mention KFC, which is a load. Oh, yeah. There's that uh, KFC Pizza Hut. That's a good point about the KFC. Tons of songs I mention KFC. That has nothing to do with today's topic, but it's been weighing on my conscience for apparently six months. Apparently six months. Wow, it's been six months. Before you know it, it's going to be a year. I was thinking that. What are you going to do for your year? Are you going to do something special for, like, episode 50? 
Are you going to do like <laughs> episode 99 is just you singing 99 bottles of beer? Brilliant. Speaking of ICP, Diana Ross is from Detroit, but she's not in ICP. Are you sure? It's just that the timelines don't make any sense. I tried to look into it, but it just doesn't work. Did it seem like anyone else had talked about it? Mm, no, it's not a suspicion many people have. But just throwing it out there. What's that gathering called? Rainbow gathering? <laughs> what is it the called? The clown gathering? Yeah, the uh, carnival of tents. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I don't think they're clowns. I have a lot of respect for them. Uh... <laughs> Juggalo group session. <laughs> the Juggalo meetup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's carnival. The insane carnival. The crazy carnival. Remember when ICP was one of the first artists to like cancel festival this year and they were like no sorry like your safety is what's most important fucking gov ball was still rain or shine <laughs> coachella postponed Co- coachella wanted it to happen so bad and icp just like <laughs> and icp was like no juggalo lives matter more than the uh ghost tent event <laughs> the gathering of the juggalos no that's what it's Dude, called? Dude, they canceled in April. Man, Diana Ross is probably so disappointed. No, I bet she's the one who talked- she, like, pulled Violent aside and was like, do you think Violent J's close friends call him Violent? <laughs> or do they call him by his name? J. It's also referred to as just The Gathering, which I kind of like. Wow. Vanilla Ice usually goes? Why? Just to pick, I feel like they do it just to pick on him. I don't know what these people are up to. Every time I think I understand ICP, Ice Cube was the opener for the 10th gathering of the Juggalos. How many have they had? They've been around for a while, actually. Long as Diana Ross has. Since 2000. For 20 consecutive years, they've been doing the gathering of the Juggalos. (sighs) I need to go next year if it's happening. Yep. I gotta go. If you had the chance to ask Diana Ross one question, <laughs> like you could ask this Motown hero one question. <laughs> Are you down with the clown? Yeah. Yeah. Even as Tracy's mom, the one question you'd ask Diana Ross. <laughs> yeah. I hope I get a chance to interview her someday. Yeah, I hope you do too. <laughs> Do you know how long I watched Blackish before I realized that Diana Ross was Tracy Ellis Ross's mom? Pretty much all of it. Took me a long time. Uh, how did you find out? Uh, I think I googled Google? Tracy Ellis Ross finally. Who's Mr. Ross? As in her father. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So his name's not Ross. His name is Robert Ellis Silverstein. You're talking about Tracy Ellis Ross's dad? Sorry, I was checking my email. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Robert Ellis Silverstein. He managed Diana Ross, and he also managed Meatloaf. Wow. Wow. What a guy. (laughs) Did you... (laughs) This is the craziest Wikipedia entry I've ever seen. (laughs) The one for Robert Ellis Silverstein? It's really short, but it has a lot of stuff in it. It's like one paragraph of the craziest words you could put together. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe he also managed Meatloaf. If I were to look at him, and I was given a multiple choice question, did he manage Meatloaf or Diana Ross, I would say Meatloaf. Uh, I knew. (laughs) And then, if you were to elaborate and say he married 
Diana Ross and had children with her, I would be pretty surprised. He looks more like the kind of guy who would manage Uncle Cracker. So I guess Meatloaf makes sense. I just need to see them <laughs> together. Wow, this is a crazy... Dude, this is a crazy photo. <laughs> Even knowing that Diana Ross has children, clearly, because Tracy Ellis Ross exists, I did not realize she ever had a partner. Wow, I can't believe he's Tracy's father. Who's Mr. Ross? <laughs> I can't believe he married Diana Ross. Nothing against him, it's just not what I expected. She seems like the type, she seems like the uh, Mindy Kaling type. You know, like uh, Mindy Kaling now has two kids and no one knows who the father is. And she's like, hasn't talked about it. Hasn't really said if she's like in a relationship or anything. I did not know that actually. It's like, nope, I have a daughter. I'm like, won't tell anyone. BJ Novak is the godfather for both of the kids. Everyone thinks he's the dad, but she's like, it's not BJ. So anyhow, I could see Diana Ross doing that kind of thing. Mm, yeah, but instead she's pictured here with Robert Ellis Silverstein, who also has a Wikipedia page. With Meatloaf's manager. Do you think Meatloaf is Tracy Ellis's godfather? Wow, did you see her other ex-husband? No. She has a type. <laughs> oh, are you talking about Arnie? Yeah. Wow, his Wikipedia doesn't even have a photo. Wow, his Wikipedia is also crazy. <laughs> In 1985, he led the first Norwegian expedition to Mount Everest. What? Diana Ross. Diana Ross is... Wow. I had no idea. See also list of 20th century summiters of Mount Everest. (laughs) Dude, Diana Ross is a fucking... This is truly almost as weird as Flavor Flav and Bridget. (laughs) This is the closest thing I've ever seen. I can't stop looking at these photos. <laughs> wow, can you imagine if your mom was Diana Ross and she just had all these Wikipedia pages printed? <laughs> Do you think that she did that? I don't know, man. How else is she going to tell everybody? <laughs> she wrote the Wikipedia pages, probably. <laughs> it's like, people should know this. Have you seen the Kanye West music video that Tracy Ellis Ross is in? Yes. What do you think? It's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. It's so good. He plays, like, Evil Knievel. That's a great music video. Tracy Ellis Ross's father is not Bob Ross, which I had to double-check. But they're not related. Uh, But when I googled Bob Ross, I figured out that they have the same birthday. Bob Ross and Tracy? Mm Mm-hmm. Aw. 30 years apart. Aw. Wow. Also, his hair is naturally straight. He gets a perm. Got a perm. R.I.P. He got a perm? Yeah, he permed his hair. His hair was naturally straight. I kind of like that. It it humanizes him. (laughs) I would like myself better if I had a perm. Apparently, he just didn't want to spend money on haircuts. (laughs) Sure, Bob. Sure. I knew Tracy Ellis Ross was Diana Ross's daughter because my big introduction to her was when I saw a live reading of Juno for uh, like a Planned Parenthood benefit. And so it was all women except for the director. And they all just, like, read the whole script of the movie. But there's a line about Diana Ross in the movie. The line comes from Juno, and it says... And I mean, Zeus had, when she's talking about uh, her name, Zeus had a ton of lays, but I'm pretty sure Juno was his only wife. And apparently she was supposed to be a super beautiful, but really mean, like, Diana Ross. And when they said that line, Tracy Alice Ross, like, shut the show, basically. And she was just like, okay, you couldn't change the line for one night? It's my mother. 
You couldn't change it once. Just one time, you couldn't change the line. Just for me. I can't believe you kept that in. <laughs> it was uh, the people who did that live reading were Ellen Page, Jennifer Gardner, uh, Aaliyah Shawkat, Kristen Wiig, Tig Notaro, and Tracy Ellis Ross. All really big name people. But she just really stole the show with that one moment. When was that? Uh, that was in 2017. Oh, wow. That was my introduction to her, and that's how I found out she was Diana Ross's daughter. I found out by Googling her after watching, like, however many seasons of Blackish there are. I didn't finish watching Blackish, or, like, I'm not caught up. I won't give any spoilers, but there's a major plot development that made me really sad, so I stopped watching. I know people who only watch the spinoffs, and I don't know why. Yeah, me too. I think they probably stand alone pretty well. Yeah, yeah I don't think it really has... Well, they're like prequels, right? Mm-hmm. It's them as kids. Also, what's crazy is that there's a Blackish Hamilton episode. David Diggs is on Blackish as a guest star, sometimes as Tracy Ellis Ross's brother. And he's also in Hamilton, but I hadn't seen Hamilton until it was on Disney Plus. So when those episodes came out, I didn't know who he was at all. And I actually skipped the entire Hamilton episode because I didn't want to watch a musical episode. And I still haven't seen it. No. But it's surprising because now I love Hamilton. Right. And I also love David Diggs. Have you gone back to watch but it? I skipped or thought that about episode. It? No. Do you have any intention to? Yeah. It's on my list. <laughs> but when I when I was watching Hamilton on Disney Plus, I was like, oh shit, it's Bo's brother. <laughs> it's like when I saw Kick Ass before I saw Super Bad. Oh wow. So I didn't, when I watched Super Bad, I was like, I saw <laughs> McLovin and I was like, oh, it's that guy from Kick-Ass. Like, oh, it's the motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Both of those are chronological situations. Like, you are, when you watch Kick-Ass, you're supposed to already think of that actor as McLovin. And like, when you watch Blackish, you're supposed to be thinking about Hamilton. Right. That character is definitely similar to the Hamilton characters that he plays and it's a whole thing. But instead I watch both of those. I, I do that shit all the time. <laughs> You're going to go to the Gathering of the Juggalos and then get really into ICP. I've also been looking for an episode to shoehorn this fact in. Lawrence Fishburne is on Blackish as Dre's dad, and younger Lawrence Fishburne is Matrix. Neo from the Matrix is how Neo, the musician, got his name. You're welcome. I've been looking for a place to put that in. What? I've been looking for an opportunity to say that Neo, is he a rapper? He's a rapper is named after Neo from The Matrix. And I'm using Lawrence Fishburne as a catalyst to say that. Wow, Neo got his name from The Matrix. Isn't it so obvious once you know? She doesn't know what to do about it. Dude, Neo's birthday is October 18th. Has he, like, always been because of Matrix? (laughs) I thought that was just his name. Uh, the stage name Neo was coined by Big D Evans, a producer with whom Neo once worked, because Evans claimed that Neo sees music like the character Neo sees the Matrix. Was he in the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack? Opening it up in the Apple Music. No. That's disappointing. I hope he's okay. Nope, just uh, Linkin Park, Marilyn Manson, and Rob Zombie in Rage Against the Machine. And Dave Matthews Band. I can't believe Dave Matthews Band is in there, but Neo isn't. What did they do that one song? Wait, did he name himself after the Animatrix? What is the Animatrix? Uh, An anime version of the Matrix from 2003. Well, if that character is still called Neo, then yes. 
Wow. Neo's voting for Joe Biden. Huh. Just so everyone knows. That's good. Neo was approached by Cartoon Network to help create an animated series. Oh no, I was hoping he was in the Animatrix, but he was not. I mean, he should have played Neo. He was the Tin Man in the uh, NBC telecast version of The Wiz. Neo was? Mm-hmm. I gotta look into Neo, apparently. Oh my god, no, you're not gonna believe this. Oh my god, hold on to your hat. In August 2017, Neo announced he had adopted a vegan diet after viewing the documentary What the Health. Neo is vegan. Was vegan. By March of 2020, his representative confirms that he was no longer a vegan. Wow. I can't believe we found the vegan connection. Wow. I wonder where he stopped being a vegan. Do you think he ate chicken wings? So it's Denny's chicken wings, man. He was probably out of Denny's. March of 2020, hey? On Christmas. He said, you know what? I just really want some chicken wings. And they said, you know what, Neo? You deserve chicken wings. And then, and then they were like, there's a global pandemic. Everybody has to leave. And then he just shoveled down those chickens. You know what I bet it was? I bet he was at the Denny's <laughs> across the booth was Lawrence Fishburne holding a salad and a plate of chicken wings. I... And he said, I'm not going to eat a salad from Denny's. He has an album called Libra Scale. Nice. Guess you got to go listen to it. I'm gonna. It's already Scorpio season. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross was on Lip Sync Battle. And she did Super Bass. She did Super Bass, and she also did Blondie Song. Anyhow, she won the championship. She said the thing she was most proud of was Super Bass. Dude, that Super Bass is so good. I clicked the link. It's so good. (laughs) It's so impressive. Not a lot of people can do a Nicki Minaj lip sync. I've been watching the show Girlfriend. It's like eight seasons. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix? Anyhow. It's like the most 2000 sitcom you can imagine. It's just like her and her three friends living life. And they're all like in their 30s, basically. But it's an incredible show. What was I going to say? About Where's that set? Uh, California. She's a lawyer. The first season, there's like this bit where she does like the thoughts in her head thing. Like where she does like a voiceover of her talking. Like uh, Zach Braff and Scrubs? Yes, exactly. Like, which I think was a big thing around then. But then they stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. I wondered why. I think people didn't like it. But um, they talk about, like, pagers and stuff, so it's really (laughs) funny to watch now. And it's also fun because, I mean, you could say this about any 2000 shows, but they don't have cell phones. So, like, that's an issue. Like, a normal issue. Can I please use a phone? I need a phone. I need to call someone. Or, like, meeting up somewhere and they don't show up. And, like, missing each other. Yeah, exactly. They have an answering machine that's, like, critical to the plot. (laughs) (laughs) plays in front of the wrong person or something like that you know what i mean like it's yeah like seinfeld or friends right (laughs) does shit like that all the time speaking of shit that's outdated earlier i was thinking what happened to all the smart boards in schools do they throw them away are there just entire landfills full of smart boards do they not use them anymore i don't know maybe they still use them but like there's everyone has laptops now those are shit you spend the first 10 minutes of every class watching your teacher calibrate the pens. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I think about the... I was thinking about it because there's um, there's exactly one checkout machine at the grocery store I go to that 
the calibration's a little bit off for the buttons. And the first time I used it, the cashier was like, oh, wow, you figured out how to do that really fast. And I was like, yeah. You used to have to calibrate shit like that. Like, I used, my first touchscreen phone, I had to calibrate like that. Is there something better now? I don't know, but like a projector with an iPad where you could just draw it or something. I guess schools that already had them might keep them depending on what the budget of the school is like, but there's no way that's the most advanced technique. Well, I guess it's irrelevant now because no one goes to school. Huh. They were so... They were the shit. Like, when they first started coming out, it was such a big deal. Yeah, you could just draw on it. Like, to watch that erase was crazy. Yeah, but think about watching it erase now. Doesn't it lag in your memory of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, it erased. <laughs> the first 10 minutes watching your teacher calibrate it. I swear to God, my math teacher had to do it every period. Some of them were so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, they'd be like, go write your answer on the board, and you would write, and it'd be like a full four inches up. <laughs> There's no way that's the most advanced technology now. I've never heard anyone have such beef with them. I just, I didn't have beef with them when they were there. I thought they were cool. But now when I look back, I'm like, that's some shit that's definitely got to be gone by now, I hope. Do you think they just went back to whiteboards? <laughs> Honestly, it might be one of those. Because also, like, you lose a smartboard pen. Does the teacher have to buy the new smartboard pen? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured you writing a review on smartboards. <laughs> like, on their website. It's like, I watched my teacher calibrate this. Hour after hour after hour. There's an article from 2017 called Smartboard Dumb Idea. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> knew it was a bad idea. Dude, I bet you can so easily hack into a smartboard. What are you gonna do with it? Okay, alright. Here's what my thought process is, okay? Some smart kid gets it so that their phone is projecting onto the smartboard. Okay. Then what? They could, I don't know. They could put up an inappropriate music video? Yeah, they could put up an inappropriate music video. Do you think Tracy Ellis Ross has ever played Among Us? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, she would be... Dude, I bet I'd she has. I would stream it. It would be so fun. Oh my gosh. She would just be like... Yeah. She would be one of those people that would be like, Oh, I'm impossible. I don't want to kill anybody. She would like vote herself out. She would be really good at task, I feel like. Yeah. She went to Brown. Really? Yeah, she's fucking smart. It's, like, not a surprise that she's all... Her job in all of the shows that she plays is always, like, a really smart a smart person. Like, she's a doctor in Blackish. She's a lawyer and girlfriends. What did she go to Brown for? She got a theater degree! Aw. Good for her. And then she was a model. And she was a model before that. I want her to win, um... What are they called? An Emmy. Mm-hmm. A daytime Emmy. I do want her to win a daytime Emmy. <laughs> what? Anyone could win an Emmy. It just kills me. Anybody could get an Emmy. Did you... Actually, no, what were you going to say? The reason I didn't want to say it is because of who it is, but... Do you remember Megan Amram? Did you ever see her Emmy series thing? Didn't she... She was trying to get an Emmy for her series called, like, Megan Gets an Emmy or something like that? Right. Which, did she? I don't think she did. Because she found out... No, she did two seasons and then hasn't done didn't do one this year. But yeah, she found she was like looking up how to win an Emmy. <laughs> it was like the silliest things for like webisodes. And so then after she put out that series for the second year, 
Like, they were like, okay, every episode has to be five minutes long. Mm-hmm. You can't mention the word Emmy in it. Like, <laughs> they had to change the criteria? Yeah. And she still didn't win. Anyhow, I want her, I want Tracy to win. Like, will you win a Grammy, a Tony, an Emmy, Oscar? What is that called? Isn't it like a GOAT? I know GOAT stands for greatest of all time, but isn't it also? I think John Lennon, John Legend has. I'm glad that you meant uh, John Legend and not John Lennon. Did I say John Lennon? Yeah, but I have more respect for one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) I won't say who, but. Oh, he does have one. How do I know that? It's called an EGOT. Okay, so it's like pretty close to GOAT. Yeah, totally. So Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Who named these things? Was it Oscar? Who's Oscar? Oscar Meyer? <laughs> Who's Tony? Tony Hawk? Anyhow, I want her to win an EGOT. I don't know if she's involved in any of those things. She could. She could She could easily win an Emmy. She could easily win an Oscar. Anyone could win an Emmy. Are you? Is this a thing? Are you upset about it? She could win a Grammy for the song she just put out in that one movie. High Note? I think it's called High End. Uh, I think it's called High Note. And she sings in it, so she could win a Grammy for that. Now she just has to go on Broadway? I don't think she has any of those awards, <laughs> but she's on her way. She has, like, a bajillion NAACP awards. Yeah, she really does. What's your deal with Emmys? <laughs> Who won an Emmy that hurt you? Uh, My college's TV station won. They had, like, a wall full of Emmys. They were, like, regional Emmys. And I was like, oh... Okay, so anybody, <laughs> anybody could win an Emmy because they're not great programs that they're putting out. <laughs> you just have this dormant hate for Emmys. Yeah, it's and those. I mean, those are like local and regional, and that's cool. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who win those that deserve them. But I just felt bitter. They're so proud of their wall of local Emmys. <laughs> Makes sense. An actual Emmy would be cool. I just think we should all keep in mind that there are different levels of Emmys when we brag about our Emmys. If you won an Emmy, would you put it on display? Definitely, yeah. I'd put any trophy on display. Would you put an <laughs> Emmy on super display so people really know, like... Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, okay. okay. Now that you're making it personal, that is something to be proud of. <laughs> so yeah, she just put out her first song. She had it on Instagram. Song's amazing. It was so pure. Also, like, the fact that she was just, like, so giddy and excited that, like, her friends were all there. Did you see the video where she was like, oh, Michelle, oh, you are here. And it was, like, Michelle Obama. She was like, oh, all my friends are here. Like, she's apparently close personal friends with Michelle Obama, I, which I love that. I didn't know who she meant when she said Michelle O. Yeah, it was Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama went to Tracy Ellis Ross's instagram live where she listened to her own song twice so on google you can post questions about anything and there's a bunch of questions about tracy ellis ross that have been posted and um she went through and and did a video answer for a bunch of them and one of them was does she sing and she was like no i don't sing i only sing in the shower or something like that she said it was a dream of her it's a great song I like when she, the part of the video where I, like, cried was when she was like, this is my favorite part of the song, this is my favorite part. And she was just so excited about it. It was just so pure. What do you think uh, Tracy Ellis Ross drinks? Wine. Wine. Nice wines. Nice wines, probably. What if, hypothetically, you worked, like, in a wine vineyard 
and Tracy Ellis Ross came, what would you ask her? Is your mom an ICP? <laughs> Is your mom down for the clown? <laughs> Uh, so, in a 2019 interview, she said she doesn't drink a ton of alcohol because alcohol makes the folds go deeper. One glass of wine is like being on 17 airplanes. It dries you out. I drink water. Wow. Tracy Ellis Ross avoids drinking coffee as it gives her anxiety. What is she made out of? <laughs> water. 70%. <laughs> I feel like uh, the character on Blackish drinks a lot of wine. So it is girlfriends. There's an episode. Spoiler alert. There's an episode where she accidentally does ecstasy. Uh huh. And her response, she was just like screaming, "I don't do drugs ever!" And I really believed her. Is Tracy vegetarian or vegan? No, so she's not vegan or vegetarian, and she mostly eats whole foods because anything that she puts in her body has to both taste good and feel good. However, on a blog called vegnews.com, there's a list of 10 celebs they'd love even more if they went vegan, and Tracy Ellis Ross is on the list. Number one on the list is... um. Jay-Z. <laughs> Can you please? I need to know who else is on that list. <laughs> no problem. So number one is Jay-Z. Imagine what he could do for veganism if he ditched animal products. Great point. Oh, oh so they want Jay-Z because he's rich. Right. Because he's not like highest paid rapper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot because she's Wonder Woman and she's saving innocent animals. So they'd feel better about paying a $15 ticket price at the movies if she was vegan as well. Is that what it says? Yeah. LeVar Ball, before his son was drafted by the LA Lakers. What does this even have to do? We're wondering if LeVar could get himself, his family, and the world to go vegan by adopting a... I don't even know why Why are they doing this. Uh, <laughs> so they want people with a lot of power. Right. So considering that, allow me to go on. Number four is Holly Cook. Because when your dad's a founding member of the Sex Pistols and your godfather's boy George, they're going to have her. <laughs> I, was like, I have no idea who that is. You're going to have a rebellious streak in you and nothing gives a middle finger to the establishment like getting rid of meat products in your diet. Is she a celebrity? I have, uh, no offense, I've never heard of her. <laughs> Number five is Dave Grohl. Wait, I'm sorry. After this Holly Cook paragraph, it says, Perhaps you've heard of Dave Grohl. He's the guy who played drums in Nirvana. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Number six is Meghan Markle. Number seven is Howard Stern. Number eight is Big Frida. Number nine is Iggy Pop. And number ten is Tracy Ellis Ross. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> Holly Cook. You're gonna have a rebellious stage. Is she? Does she do something? British singer, figure skater. This can't be the same person. No, it's definitely not the right person. Uh, that can't be it, right? I'm looking at the one you're looking at. No, that's her. Oh, she's in that band, The Slits. That's a yeah. That's a cool band. You know, would make it cooler. <laughs> Maybe try being a vegetarian. Did you try that? 
real big F you to the establishment. Man, gosh, I just have this picture open of Diana Ross and her two former husbands. Do you think... Do you think she wrote Ain't No Mountain High Enough for, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he went to Mount Everest. Do you think she wrote it for him? I do. (laughs) I'm about to genius lyrics that song. (laughs) Why isn't anyone talking about this? Oh, wait, is it not her song? Weird. Not a lot of genius info on this song. (laughs) That's weird. Uh, I guess it's about New York not getting the best of you. Okay, well, we know what it's really about. It's about being on the first Norwegian expedition in the 20th century up Mount Everest. (laughs) Gee whiz. He probably had, like, a topographic map of Mount Everest on the wall, and she was, like, sitting in there writing. She was like, hmm. And he's like, I gotta go bigger, Diana! I gotta go bigger! (laughs) She said, there ain't no mountain high enough. And then she's like, wow, that's fire. I pictured them in a cabin with giant Everest coats on. Because I just assumed that's the only way he looks. Wait, but this song came first. So did he hear the song? And then he was like, that's my girl. (laughs) That's my girl. And then he was like, oh, she's divorced. And then he looked up the Wikipedia page of Robert. And he was like, yeah, I can do this. In 1985 or whatever. (laughs) Back when Wikipedia was still in print only. Do you think when Wikipedia was in print only, they asked for donations on the print? <laughs> like, if every person right now gave $3. It was written by someone else. But she's saying That it. does complicate things. Do you think that's... Is she still... No, they divorced. Do you think he found out? You didn't write Ain't No Mountain High Enough? What has this all been about? Oh. Um... R.I.P. I guess. I've been talking about this man the whole time. Oh my god. He died climbing. No. Anchoring equipment loosened from the prop from the porous mountainside leading to a 103 meter fall. He was 66. That would never happen to Alex Honnold. Yeah, because he would never actually be climbing because he's faking it. <laughs> Everyone knows Alex Honnold's out there with a green screen and the people who shot the moon landing. <laughs> First of all, Marvin Gaye did it in 1967. When did Diana Ross do it? The original, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. The original 1967 version of Ain't No Mountain High Enough was a top 20 hit. And then Diana Ross. In spring of 1970, hit number one, I think. So she made it more famous, but it was Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. How recently did that guy die? 2004. Okay. Wow. You think you know someone, huh? When they've been dead for 16 years. (laughs) This is like, uh, what's his name all over again? Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. <gasps> Another connection. Neo was the Tin Man in the NBC version of The Wiz, and Diana Ross is obviously Dorothy in The Wiz. Who played the Tin Man originally? Nipsey Russell. Oh, I forgot Michael Jackson was it. Was The Wiz live very successful? Um, I remember people talking about it. Queen Latifah was The Wiz. Oh, shit. 
Uzo Abdullah was the good witch of the South. She was Glinda. Amber Riley's in it? Amber Riley's in Glee. Common is in it? Someone put it up on Daily Motion. You can always count on Daily Motion for some copyrighted content. Alright, the internet's cancelled for today. <laughs> I've heard enough. Wow. Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Diana Ross's first husband. The one who managed Meatloaf. Neo and Tracy Ellis Ross. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what you were about to say. Mary Tracy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, probably, I don't want to kill her dad. But you might gotta. Yeah, I think I have to. I've got to talk to Neo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same answer. Same reason. <laughs> I really got to talk to him. <laughs> oh yeah, and then if you're married to Tracy, you can ask your mother-in-law. She's down for the cloud. That's all I got for today. Yeah, I think we covered it. I think we really did. I wanted to make a podcast for a really, really, really long time before I was actually able to, and the thing that allowed me to do it was Anchor. Anchor, you can edit the podcast, you can record the podcast, you can invite friends to join it, all on the Anchor app. So you need a phone or a computer, you can go to the library, log in there if you really needed to, you could use an old iPod Touch. It's the most accessible way that I have found to make a podcast because I really thought that you had to spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of production equipment and whatever in order to do it. But when I figured out I could use Anchor as a platform to host the podcast, they distribute it for me. Um, You probably already know this if you've ever listened to an episode before or if you have seen the description with the tag that says that I make it on Anchor. If you want to do this, if you want to get into it, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app, and I swear it's free. Like, it's it's so easy. It's the easiest, freest, most free way to host a podcast. Nerf! I told you.